Hello, and welcome to the 372nd episode of the Unranked Podcast. I am Christian Humes, here with Thomas Caswell today. Tom, welcome to the show. Why did you decide to put the... You threw me for a ring up by putting those glasses on last minute there. <laughs> well, Tom, everything has to be content, right? I felt like if I popped these these bad boys on ahead of the show we wouldn't right it. it wouldn't right that'd be no that'd be no reaction that'd be no yeah i know i got you and then we'd be recapping the event right. right 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 um tom are those new is that a new pair brand new just got them Friends. got a whole bunch of new contacts i um during the pandemic i never went to an eye doctor because why would you you don't need to see shit no but it was just like <laughs> So what I did was yeah. before my prescription came up on Hubble, which they were like honoring prescriptions for like an extra six months at one point, like because, okay. of, you know, pandemic, I just bought like two years of contacts through them Okay. before my full year was up. So I basically haven't had a new prescription or seen an eye doctor in like three years since pre-pandemic. And then I went and my doctor was like, you're wearing these Hubble contacts is fucking trash. He goes, don't wear these. <laughs> Because you want to know why they're so cheap? I was like, why? He goes, because this is what we were putting in people's eyes 20 years ago. Oh, my God. He was like, here, put these in. I put them in. I was like, oh, my God, you can't even feel these. They're so thin. He was like, yeah, that's what everyone says. Don't wear that shit anymore. (laughs) What's in the corner of the, is that the screen bending on your right lens? This one? Yeah. This one? No, no, no. The other one. There's like something. They got fogged up because I Oh, that's weird. I exhaled when I, uh. That was crazy. It was like so. There you go. Or maybe they were actually still foggy from the shower because I jumped in the shower right before we did this. Anyway, very well. So what? You got good, actual good. Turns out my old prescription was wrong. Also, my right eye had been two points like so. I was minus 2.75 in the left, minus 3.25 in the right. So I had a stronger prescription on the right. He was like, yeah, your eyes are exactly the same. Wow. I put on I put on the like test prescription. I was like, oh wow, this is this is nice. So much better. <laughs> I thought that my eyes were getting worse because I was like, I don't know. I feel like I should be able to read things that I can't. And it was like, no, your eyes are fine. Your prescription was bad. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, there was one. This isn't the same thing, but like uh I forgot what movie it was, but we were going to the movies and a Brooke hat like Brooke brings her glasses and I look at the glasses and I'm like, oh my God, these are so dirty. I was like, here, give them to me. Like I just, you know, you know, breathe on them, like use my shirt to <laughs> rub, you know, the thing. Gave them back to her. And she put them on. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I can see things. So it's like, <laughs> I can't believe you've just been going around with this. Like, this is so bad. You know, it's so funny because yeah, you don't even give me that look. You're lucky to have me around. If <laughs> you you be bumping into things left and right. Um what was I gonna say? Um you know, a part of me is like uh oh I look good with glasses, like I wouldn't mind if if I had to start wearing them because that they're a great fashion accessory, like they really are. Yeah. Um I, but I then, won't lie, but Tom, then there's a small part of me that decided to get the, start wearing glasses again because if I get laser vision next year, like I'm thinking about, then like, I might yeah. just start keep wearing these with sure. like I might just put fake like regular whatever. Yeah, yeah, fake lenses, which I know makes people really mad. And I like to just adopt stupid character traits like that because why not? 
And I feel like as a previous glasses wear, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I I've, feel I've like always the worn badge, them. I just you know haven't I mean? in the last few years because sure. my prescription was junk. Plus, I actually had two pairs of glasses. One that was like, I didn't like. I used the Warby Parker app to like try them on. Okay. And when I got them, I was like, these are actually pretty ugly. And then never sent them back. So that that was the only pair I'd been down to for years. <laughs> was wow. like this pair that I really hated. <laughs> there we go. Well, so. Do with those glasses, we can see you can see the latest, the newest Pokemon better. Yes, again, the 372nd Pokemon. Can you tell me what he's called? It's it's Shelgon, which yes, after is. learning the new information I learned about Bagon last week, this Pokemon makes a whole lot more sense. That that is not his hair. It is <laughs> like a shell, protect a protective <laughs> bone. Yeah exoskeleton layer yeah and i guess it grows enough for it to like cocoon it yeah it wraps around him is I, what's I, going on here you know what i think is interesting about this too i kind of like the um the gray and the red that he's got going on on his coloring that is not the oh uh, sure sure I, it almost makes me wish bagom was gray instead of blue i think it looks cool yeah um i don't know I don't know why it is the way it is, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it's just one of those things where I get it. It's cocoon. Like I get it, especially I get a lot. It's I get a lot more. But that's the thing is like all these mid stages that are like this tra- transformational. Oh, it is. It's a, it isn't a cocoon, or it is like it's not. We didn't or go from the like ugly bag ducking on. stage to, yeah. We go from like bag on. I think I would like this evolutionary line a lot more if it was like we had bag on. Because here's the thing, it this could have been, uh, this could have been a fix for the Dragonite Dratini Dragonite mm. line, right? Of because bag on to Salamence, I see those two the which is next week's. And I'm like, yeah, that is a first stage and that is a third stage. Yeah. We could have had some cool middle stage, slightly bigger bag on, slightly a bit more like gone from baby Pokemon design to like rooting teenager design. And yeah. then we got Salamence, right? Yeah. But I get what they're going with Shelgon, having it be this cocoon thing. But it is, I'm never going to f- put this thing in a battle. I'm never putting that out there to have a fight. Um, unless it's got good stats, it's a but... dragon type. The stats sure. are fine, you know. Stats yeah. are fine. They're mid, mid stats, mid but stats. it is dragon type. However, level fifty is when it evolves to its final, so it's not that late. So you're gonna throw it in battle because you want to get Salamence, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be waiting on XP share to get you there. You want to at least be popping it in the front, switching out to your main. Well, now in the Pokemon games, you have those when you do like the raids and stuff, you get those like yep. different candies, candies and you there. can level yep. motherfuckers up I super quick now. greatly appreciate the effort they've gone to make leveling and capturing Pokemon less tedious in the yeah, new games. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I you know, I That's get why I completed pe- the decks. There are some people out there who think it's blasphemy to have XP share be something that you is like default like i don't even think you can turn it off anymore like, honestly i look i understand that it's because <laughs> they come from a place i'm trying to fix this whole like 
lighting situation that I got now. Yeah, it's, it's going right in your eyes. It's going to burn. It's going to do the LASIK for you. Yeah. Um, people want some level of difficulty out of Pokemon. This just isn't the franchise for it. It's just not going to really happen. Um, it's yeah. It's like if Pokemon was concerned about these games having like a, a balanced difficulty, then quite frankly, you wouldn't be able to battle against trainers with six Pokemon when they have two or one. You know, yeah. like they're very easy fixes they could do. Uh, I will say the newest game had so many hard Pokemon to fight against high level Pokemon that were wild and like high level trainers that were all over the place that, I mean, it was the first time it made sense to have XP share, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a proponent for XP share. You won't see me complaining about XP share. Yeah. Um, just, it's just something that people it's, you know, it's, complain. it's the Nuzlocke folks. It's. I'm all for options. Important. Put it in option to turn it off for the people that don't want it on. Great. Do it. Yeah. That's fine. Pokemon would be um you know, uh there are there are a couple of games coming out that have some really awesome uh I mean they they fall under accessibility, but they really are great just options for people in general that might not even need them, but it is um and and I would love to see more features like that come to Pokemon because I think if if you just gave the people to tweak the experience to the level that they wanted at, like everyone would just like have a way. <laughs> people yeah. that want the challenge can have the challenge. People that want to just complete the decks as fast as possible and breeze through it, you know. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Shelgon. Pretty pretty. Yeah, well, why don't you tell me about that name origin? Uh, I mean, you know, it may yeah. be a combination of the word shell and drag off. Shut the fuck up, Tom. No way. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, we should start doing the Japanese ones because the Japanese ones are always more interesting. So well, I, I like to name. include them whenever there's like, especially clarity needed. Sure. The, the, this one is Kom Komaru, which is Komaru. Which means to seclude oneself, and Ryu, which is a Japanese dragon, so that's cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. I like that. That is, good that is it is different. It is different meaning, yeah. um, especially because in some ways it's not really a shell, unless I mean I guess it is. It's like bone though, right? Yeah, I mean it's bone it's, shell. It's the same bo bones and shells are aren't they like the same chemical? components like i'll be honest Tom, i don't even pretend to know yeah let's google are they both like uh are shells and bones the same uh i, I, I like an eggshell I, I don't know how oh wow no it's uh, uh it's too much for me to get into right now <laughs> All right, well, let's let's take a look any, at a, any uh, science people can tell us. Let let's us take a look know. at a Pokedex. Go into entry, the Discord, and then we'll get the get off this fucking Pokemon. Okay, because the the real star of the show is next week anyway. Uh, Pokemon Emerald says it hardly eats while it wait, awaits evolution. It becomes harder by enduring hunger. Its shell peels off the instant it begins to evolve. So there you are. I like that. It probably just kind of peels away like orange slices. Yeah, it's great. It's good visual. Ant Man would like it. It would be sick if we had that in the game, but it'll just probably like 
be absorbed by a ball of light and then oh here's a salamence honestly if be, the games can at least just get to the point where the <laughs> anime is where like the ball of light like takes their shape and morphs shape into the new pokemon <laughs> i would count that as a massive win <laughs> I we're not even that. there we're not even there That's so no funny. we're not we'll never be there uh, i mean the whole turn to light turn back kind of makes sense i think i think the morphing way they do it in the anime is much better but like when you consider that they can turn you know into light and go into pokeballs and all these other things that they can do it's like okay that kind of makes sense because they don't otherwise there is no uh fluid evolution it's not like oh their horns start to come in oh it's wings started to sprout it's like no you're you got a fucking shellgon and then five seconds later but, you got fucking salamance <laughs> but that's how they describe the evolutions like in this world it is like oh and the wings yeah. start sprouting and stuff like it would be cool it would just be cool to see that but yeah. You know, if it was, if they said in the law, like, oh, yeah, they're just made of light, they're pure energy, and then they, yeah. every time they evolve, every Pokemon turns into a ball of energy and then comes out as a new thing, I'd be like, okay, cool. But the fact that that's how it is, but the descriptions are like, oh, it's bones start breaking, and then it grows new arms and all that shit. Like, anyway, it just a litany of, of disappointments <laughs> from mm-hmm. where we wish the games would be to where they, where they are um yeah let's let's move on what have we been up to we played a uh little we've been talking about it for a while on the pod and it's finally happened we've played some avatar oh my goodness, tabletop we rpg we yes, played we a lot of it on monday yes, we did holy wongers. smokes wongers yes wongers um you can so actually going forward uh we're going to be doing it the 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 first full actual installment of the story is going to be this Sunday uh, around 10 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be after Succession ends. So probably like 10, 10, 10, 15. Um, replacing my regular just gaming stream. And uh, yeah, it's going to be the first episode, what we did essentially. And you can actually go check out the... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be putting up a condensed version of it somewhere before that we go into the first episode on Sunday, but if you want to see the full five-hour extravaganza uh, and learn the game with us, because I go through a pretty extensive presentation explaining the game to the guys, and then uh, we played uh, an hour and a half-ish kind of prologue campaign entry. And yeah, I had a lot of fun, but I was the game master. And what I'm very happy about is this fix the issue I have been having with remote D and D at least for me, which is, yeah. you know, when you're doing remote D and D, you just have, kind of have to sit there when no one else is, when someone else is doing something. And when you're the game master, like you're just constantly involved and you are, you have a say in how the game goes, which is a lot of fun. So I had a ton of fun playing. Uh, what did you think about the experience? Um, I had a lot of fun. I was glad to see you have to experience what I did when I tried to, because if you remember when we started side quests, I mean, I think it was funny when you were explaining to Alex this, you were like, oh, well, it won't be like the ones that Chris threw together last minute. I'm like, well, no, I threw together a lot of them last minute because when I tried doing actual prepared D&D, none of you knew what the fuck you were doing and it was a waste of my time. Sure. Um, Because basically it just evolved into the three of you immediately just trying to make mega attacks every chance it was your turn and nothing would happen. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, well, I'm definitely not spending hours preparing anything anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which 
it's it was funny because Alex didn't do Alex did a pretty decent job GMing when he he threw one uh, of those one of those one shots. He did a pretty good job with that, but he still has the problem of remembering to be in the character, like in the scene. He just right. tells you like what his he'll be like. All right, I'm gonna attack him. It's like, well, no, you have to go down there and yeah. like say what you're doing and like the, do the action. Yeah. And... So in the Avatar book, when I was like taking notes, it constantly has the phrase, "If you want to do something, you have to do it." And in my head, I was like, I'm not writing that down as a note, like. It's self-explanatory that you have, like, we're playing a story here. You have to explain what your character is doing. But the number of times Tuna was, like, yeah. befuddled as to, he was like, but I just want to roll the If I roll the dice and I get this result, then, like, boom, like, we fight or we, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but you have to explain what it is you're doing because I have to construct the narrative around it. I feel like by the end, though, he had done a much better job. I feel like because Brooke's clearly done this before as well. She plays every um, week. Yeah. So I think with Brooke and I, like it was a lot easier. And then Brooke, Brooke is almost too creative <laughs> because then she mean, was trying. <laughs> what was what, there was like a horse and carriage, and she was trying to like create like slopes. She and was very much trying to not ending. have to enter so combat. Funny. Was oh, her, yeah. she was likes her to thing. Avoid, uh, she was she was very clearly trying times. to not enter combat, and I was. I was like, all right, how do I meet these two halfway? Was basically what <laughs> I did throughout the thing. I'm like, how do I support both character actions here? Because they're going very different routes. Uh, and I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of what this fucking thing is. Is me trying to make, you know, what is going to be two very different plans work. Oh, yeah. Because and, Alex picked the rogue. Which and is one of the... Suitable. One of the big differences, although Brooke is playing the bold, so she she there are a lot of uh, character requirements. She has a literal her character even has a unique list of tasks. Each character has a unique characteristic. So to uh, Chris has like the ability to learn. I think no no no. What is your special? Ability? I can learn fucking anything. Like yeah. I don't have to be you play taught the something. If there's a move I see someone it, use right? and I'm capable of learning it, I can just adopt that move if i yeah. want which is pretty sick yeah your your character has some really sweet tricks up its sleeve but Bro brooks like special characteristic is she has a list of like tasks like almost like bucket list things and if she accomplishes them she can like trade them in to upgrade her character and um so there, there are literal like she is gonna have to kind of be bold and put herself out there. She actually did scratch one off the list, and it was, I was worried. Again, we were kind of testing the game out, so I, as much as I wanted to cover the bases of everything, there is like so much that you can only like experience by playing continuously and like on you know a bigger scale. But by the end, we had like you trying to do the guiding, comforting move to, and you shifted uh tuna's balance which is a whole there is no hp system in this game for people that aren't aware it's replaced by where your character's balances between their different like personality personality traits and things like fatigue and conditions and stuff like this it felt like we needed a like moment amongst the characters that wasn't yeah. about the combat and i knew we were ending and we were ending super late but i was like you know what there's something that hasn't happened here that needs to be a part of like every episode and that needs to be a part of like 
there needs to always be like a moment between the characters where something is like happening. Goofy, yeah. Yeah. And it's not about like, let's get the mission. Let's get the goal. Yeah. Let's like they're, you know, because we have to exist in that world. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely like what I have planned for Sunday, there's way more opportunity for that. Right. Um, Cause it is that this in my head, I mean, the, the span of this, what this campaign would be was like 10 minutes <laughs> we took the hour and a bit to do this whereas the, the it was a test right and that what we're going to do sunday is going to be more of like an, an episode where we have like acts and things like this um but yeah we had we had a ton of fun all the characters yeah. are fantastic chris's um chris's waterbender is this really cool unique waterbender you'll learn about the mystery of I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have his new origins updated thing for you because I'm making some changes. I'm also fleshing out the because I I created a location that my character's from that's not from the world, but the, I, I I'm gonna add more details so that you can figure out Tom as the story goes different options for that could be solutions for my character that I'm looking for. So that way yeah. you can you know because I don't know where the story's supposed to go or anything, so it's open ended enough. But um. I'm really enjoying playing as my character because although I picked the prodigy, I'm not playing the like know-it-all like show-off character. I'm trying to play the like, oh, it would always like, wouldn't it be nice if like the more quiet character who like pays attention to stuff and like usually isn't the powerful one was like actually the powerful one. <laughs> like, you know, they're just like, oh, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be good if like the kind of like nerdy character was the one who's actually like really adept at the stuff. So I've been I've been trying to play it differently, which has been fun to do that character. Um, yeah, and it will be interesting. Each of you has also something in their story that I see very finding very natural ways to draw it in. Um, you all have either in your case, it's more of a location. Tuna has a character in his past that I'm like, oh, this perfectly aligns with where Hopefully the narrative in my head, the broad strokes of the narrative will go. You'll get to this place one way or another, and this character can be involved in one way or another. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, the if you want to, if you if you want to go see the full, if you want to learn how the game is played rather than just like kind of watching us play, and you want to see the full episode, there will be a cut down version going up on the YouTube ahead of Sunday night stream. But uh, our Discord Spartan sub program that has a uh, VOD of our stream on last Monday, uh, but and buckle in though because it is it is like five hours of us. Oh, just you have the whole thing. I thought you just streamed. No, from the, the whole moment thing. we did the one shot. On. Honestly, no. I feel like that video should be from the one shot on and not the three and a half hour um slideshow presentation. The 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 one that is going to be put out for the public is going to be a condensed version of the actual campaign, but. I wanted to have, you know. Okay, got the, it. That makes sense. It it not only there for as a bonus for Spartan subs, but like if any, like if we wanted to go back to it, or if I wanted to kind of like go back to it and look at like, oh, actually, I didn't explain this right, or whatever it may be. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I've been spending a lot of time building that up, and that was something we did on Monday, and it was uh, a ton of fun. Um, I'm actually going to insert. Before you get into what you've been up to, I actually received something in the mail today, Ooh, which uh, I think is going to be fun to put on the pod. And so we have a new segment, unranked unboxes. I I got I mean, an email. Well, I guess it's not listener mail. 
No, it's not listener okay. mail. I okay. got a um, and this is obviously go to youtube.com forward slash unranked podcast, see the the video of this. I got I, I get emails from the company I am eight bit and they sure. had asked they were like, Hey, we have this thing. Do you do you want to check it out? God, I should really and, respond to those. And the I am eight bit um people, what's so funny is they'll ask months ahead of like the product being a thing um and then i will be like what's this box and i'm like oh my god i forgot about this uh it is i have no affinity for this ip as uh greg from succession would put it uh i'm curious as to how, how you feel about this well greg uh, from it succession is, would put it to it's uh the garbage pale kids oh it's, you a, it's a little before kid? my time uh, this is Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum. It's a limited edition. There's 4,000 of these. This, Chris, is a brand new video game made for the NES. There is an NES cartridge wow. in this box. That is pretty so cool. We are going to, which was the main reason. I was like, I, I don't even really know what the Garbage Pail Kids are. It's a trading card, right? So I'm opening opening it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While you unbox that, I'm gonna unbox something myself. What do you? What do you? <laughs> oh, is it dice? No. <laughs> it sounds like it's dice. No, it's just these damn containers are so hard to open. Oh, hang on. There we go. I don't want to know why that was happening. Okay. So wow, wow, we wow. Oh, this is great. So there we go. That's really cool. This is oh, and it comes with cards as well. And what's so funny is we have a uh, Brooks old NES in the in the closet. So this is for people that aren't watching the video. It is an NES cartridge, uh, but it is like a see-through pink, which is pretty pretty tight. And then there's some um, uh, there's some cards as well. Some some things so that's fun maybe a little review of garbage pill kids mad mike and the quest for stale gum next week i can apply if i can get the (laughs) nes up and running yeah um i I don't know if we have the right cables for that but and then yeah there's a table of contents here's some of the art do you have an nes to play this time yeah and in the closet brooks old nes We we have it yeah yeah but i don't know if we have the like I don't think we have like an H. I don't have like you an. You can old... go on Amazon and get an adapter. Yeah, for we like could get $10 something super too. easy. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Maybe we'll maybe we'll give a sweet little review of that next week. But yeah, that's cool. They have that up there. They have a ton of other cool stuff. They make a bunch of cool products. Hell yeah. There's a there's a Game Boy game. They they sell like new Game Boy games. Like people like develop limited runs of of things, Game Boy cartridges and stuff, which is sick. Um. So yeah, there you go. That's great. Yeah. What do you what did you unbox? What do you got? Uh I just took a 20 milligram gummy because it is oh, hell yeah. Shit. I should probably have a little something. <laughs> I meant to do it before the podcast, but hey, why not do it on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, I did ask the Discord, they agreed. So I said, I'll do it. All right, great. Here we go. <laughs> now uh, have you been playing off the munchies for the rest of the day? Have you been playing anything? Well, I got so I got more time on Terra Nil. And I got to tell you, oh, um, rights, rights, this game, my yes. initial impressions of it were wrong because I didn't really spend a lot of time playing it at first. And I think it's not actually a 
ecological city builder because you're not building a city you're building an environment is the idea um you are using like there are there are non-environmental aspects of it like you have to have like water pumps to like help create the rivers and you know things like that but you're not setting up cities or areas for people it's all automated um however getting to spend more time with it it's not a ecological builder it's not a city builder it is a puzzle game it is actually much more of a puzzle game than it is like a true sim-like experience um, and I'm not sure a hundred percent about how I feel about that because I think I actually would have preferred it to be the other way. And from what I can tell, looking at like the developers page online, and, uh, it seems like they're going to be putting more into this game because right now it's sort of in this weird no man's land of, I think it's a little bit too much of a sim game to be like an enjoyable puzzle game because you spend a lot of time on essentially what are puzzles in this game because you know you you select the next area and it's like okay this area is this kind of wasteland and you're gonna have to do you know you're gonna have to spend more time like cleaning up this kind of ground and like there's no water here so you're gonna have to like the problem with it is you spend a lot of time in each area as you would with like a sim city style game but how you like place everything like, okay, let's place the windmill so that I can get enough energy. If you don't place everything right, your economy is going to limit your effectiveness in, like, solving the puzzle of, like, you know, success. Um, the game actually has different difficulties on how much resources you have. And so that's where, like, the puzzle aspect comes in. It honestly, it just feels like it's sort of torn between the two different ideas. And I think they need to just go farther in the direction of making it more of a sim game and less of a like can you turn this area into you know a habitat with limited resources and limited spacing to do so um that's where it's more of like a puzzle game so the gameplay i think the gameplay and the concept are a little bit at odds and that's what i'm seeing Mm. some of the reviews say as well however I think if you go and you play this on one of the two easier settings and you're like, I just want to like deep forest to play. Like I want to, sorry, I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to plant a bunch of trees yeah, and yeah. like forest this area because you want a very low stakes, like fun, relaxing game to like mindlessly play, like to kind of decompress. I think it's really good for that. Um, that's mostly when I've been playing at nighttime, I'll open it up on the iPad and I'll play it like that. I stopped playing on the higher difficulty because I just didn't enjoy the puzzle aspect of it. And that's coming from someone who really likes puzzles. Like Baba's You is like one of my favorite games that I played in the last, you know, handful of years. Um, This just, it doesn't quite have enough of the puzzle aspect to make it worthwhile. And the the, uh, sim aspect, it also needs more of to kind of scratch that itch. Because now I'm like, maybe I'm just going to fucking like do Roller Coaster Tycoon again. (laughs) <laughs> like or there's these like new roller coaster tycoon games coming out that looks really cool or maybe i should just wait for city skylines 2 or maybe i should do city skylines in vr because it's on psvr 2 so like i don't know i kind of was hoping it was going to scratch that itch a little bit more than it did that being said i think it is a really fun game and for free if you're a netflix subscriber it's great it's a great touchscreen game um here's a weird thing this seems like the perfect game to play with your Apple Pencil. You can't. You can oh. only select <laughs> things That's in the weird. menu. 
So like all every every menu object fall to be like, oh, switch to this, you know, switch to the pump, switch to the uh, irrigation system, whatever I want to like. I can do that with the Apple Pencil. But then when I get to the grid to like place and draw where I want things to go, got to use your finger. And I was like, interesting. this would be so enjoyable to use my Apple Pencil on. Because I, I was playing like Into the Breach with my Apple Pencil. Great. A lot of fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm surprised that that functionality is uh, is missing. That's interesting. I, you could use a dumb stylus. It would work. You know? <laughs> it's like... That's like how the Nintendo... Like, every... Like, for system that has a touchscreen, the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch library of games has such limited touch functionality. Oh, yeah. Like... Because it has to, because you have to play them on the TV. Sure, but, like, you'd think that maybe you'd have the option. Like, when I was playing Pokemon... It would be you nice. Know, like, I was like, oh, I, you know, it would be great to just, like, one-handed, like, I'm... Especially, like, when you are mobile, like, sometimes, like, just having the one hand free and you're... You know, if you're doing Pokemon battling, like it should be a, a thing, but like, yep, yeah, it's it's it makes the touch wild pointless. It, it is essential. I forget that it has yes. a touch screen sometimes. And I largely like, feel like they could not put touch in the next display and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, no one would, no one because like, um, there'll be times when someone's gonna write it. My favorite game uses touch on, I'm sorry. yeah, <laughs> well, it'll be it's frustrating too because I, um, you know, you'll have it in the dock or something, and you'll have the 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 Joy Cons unattached, and you'll want to pick up. Maybe you want to download a game real quick, and you can pick it up, and it's like great. Oh, actually, I can navigate like to the shop, and I can find the game and tap the thing, and I can put in my credit card or whatever have you. Great, but no way to like go back. <laughs> like you have to then have a joy. You have to then attach a Joy Con to hit the B button to get out of the menus and all this stuff. And I'm like, Nintendo, I just, I just don't know why. Dude, when I went over, swimming over Alex's last week, and I played Smash Bros. with Dan and Alex. We had a great mm-hmm. time. Great time playing some local Smash Brothers. Um, I brought my GameCube controller, of course, and, <laughs> which was great because I had it wrapped up in my jacket, which I was carrying. And, like, one of the first things Alex says is, you bring the GameCube controller. Like, <laughs> that's a good alex impression <laughs> i was like yeah they were apparently like betting whether or not i had yeah <laughs> Which of but course, they both bet that of course you did. i did of course yeah. i did I'm not gonna but to attach someone else's controller to the switch it's actually really stupid because oh, not only do you not need to press like on the xbox you would just typically press the you know two buttons button. the same yeah. you don't actually have to do anything like that on the switch you know there is but you, you don't need to but you don't go into the system settings go under controllers to pair new controllers you don't pair controllers you go to change like the joy-con grip order that's the one you yes. go under it's the one that makes the least sense to pick alex wouldn't listen to me the two of them were like no no go to this go to this and i was like all right do that one sure didn't work told you okay no well it has to be this because i'm like listen i'm telling you then he takes out the joy cons he's like oh i got it i'm like you don't need to use the joy cons to do this you just need to go to this button <laughs> and then i did it and he goes well why would it be that i'm like i don't know why didn't you just listen to me when i told you what it was <laughs> I just I don't know what's going it's so, on. It's so it's so confounding. Nintendo is um notoriously terrible at user interfaces. Right? Basically, ba- essentially everything but the games themselves, Nintendo is not good at. 
I think I think that's sort of fair. And sometimes, to say. and and, and uh, but even uh, it's totally fair. But also like those weird decisions that they make on for like back end stuff, software stuff, like all this, like all of those decisions you can see like in the games as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh yeah, like um. Like menu navigation in these games is is the also menus in Smash fun. Brothers are so insane, but Sakurai loves them. Apparently, I can't remember what it was. I I gotta look up the article, <laughs> but there's an article about like why he designed the menus the way that he does, and I'm like, yeah, man, these are so fucking weird. There's just different shapes all over the place. Yeah, like, sometimes you can't tell when you press a direction if you were to guess like. If I press right, which of these which two things right? is it yes, gonna go to? Dude, yeah, is it gonna go up? I remember when the first game first came out and we were doing a lot of tournaments and streams and all that stuff and trying to create like the appropriate rule set. Oh my God, dude. And like remembering like how to sit, like pressing the right buttons to get through that. That was a thing. A million... That was a thing when we played the other day. Alex goes, yeah. oh, he, he goes, what, how do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> like he, we didn't even get into the first match and he immediately was already yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> Now I know why I'm not playing this game as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Because like I'll go into, I'll go into my rule. You know, when you start up a match, it asks like, which rule set do you want? And I just have like a bunch of gibberish named ones. What I know is is L11 is the name because like trying to like navigate to like name them and stuff like that yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. I all I know is L11 is the base rule set, the three stock, like all this stuff. And then underneath that, there's a bunch of bullshit rule sets that are partial builds of that one rule set that yep. I want. Yep. But they weren't fully completed correctly. And so they're just like all like there's like 10 underneath that that are just slight variations that no one wants to play. And I don't want to touch any of them because I don't know how to like I don't want to ruin. Yeah. I, I'm like L11 I, I is what we want. It's I have a bunch. I have like dude. three stock. I have like three stock, no item. It's but they're all like abbreviations, so it's like three stock yeah. MI, and then it's like three stock MI for medium items. This was like three stock item custom, <laughs> you know, like it's it's madness, man. It's fucking, yeah. you know, and then and then you have to get into like, oh, well, this one has all maps on this one, only has final destination. This one has all the maps that aren't bullshit. Oh, I'm so yeah, I don't have I haven't set up any of that. <laughs> I was like three stock regular. All items. And then I had to pick Dan. You know, it was really funny, actually, when we were playing because um, because Dan actually had gotten pretty decent at that game. He was the best. I think it's the best he was ever at at Smash. True. But it definitely like the the memory of the controls was not coming back to him. Plus, he was using the pro controller and he said he was used to the joy cons, which I mean, I bring my GameCube controller, so I I'm not going to dish on anyone for, you know, needing to play with a specific controller. But um I had like a name on Alex's file that said C. So like that was my username. Sure. And, he, and so Dan had picked that and I'm like, all right, well now I have to make another one. And then I had to like back out. And he was like, well, why? And I'm like, well, because if you don't, then when you accidentally press up, it jumps and I need the up to jump to be off. I also need like these two buttons to press together to do like a short hop smash. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Oh, that game yep. is uh, a wonderful game that is tied tied down by terrible online I mean, and awful interface. Yeah, I mean, it's which game like, are you, ta are you talking like about? An asterisk, are you talking about? You know, like the Nintendo seal of quality, there should just be like the Nintendo seal of stupid 
that is just like still has bad online still has a bad interface for just every game and it's like it's a 10 out of 10 with this like asterisk next to it it's so fucking funny (laughs) um before we get into news uh i ended up i've been i've been i watched something i was talking about and I, i played something so this morning I watched, and I don't know if you're going to get around to watching it. It is number three on Netflix right now. The Power Rangers Once and Always 30th Anniversary Special. No, Have you seen anything s- about this? I did see some Power Rangers news today, which was... Oh, what's the Power Rangers news oh, today? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm about to be a bummer. Reveal? What is it? The Green Ranger died. Oh, he's been dead. No, a different Green Ranger died. No, I don't think so. I think... Oh. I thought I saw something. I think it's just that they had a in the episode they have like a yeah. No, no one's dead. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I saw it, something. It's, just, it's still JDF. It's probably it's probably talking about so okay, so this is Oh yeah, okay. In, I at see. The end of like the episode, they have a memorial. Yeah, they have oh, a tribute. Okay, okay. Which see, honestly This is why I'm not gonna watch it. I don't know anything about this, Tom. So <laughs> The Green Ranger Tommy right there, the coolest ranger that has ever existed, and they will never top the original Green Ranger and Mighty Morphin. Um, I actually found out at my friend's giving last fr- fall from my friend Eric, who is also a massive Power Rangers fan. We actually met because of Power Rangers. He told me, like, dude, like, there's a rumor going, like, the internet is saying, like, he, he committed suicide. I was like, all right, man, like, we're trying to have friends giving, we're trying to think about it twofold with the problem like jdf has always had the guy that played tommy always had like had always had rest in peace uh a bunch of uh issues and he was getting he's going through a, divorce, a very messy divorce uh affairs things like that he's also kind of a right-wing nut job which made it kind of really hard to like be a fan of his and so it was it was hard for me to get emotional about it but i'll tell you this at the end of that episode there was mm-hmm. nothing in the episode that made me emotional, and he's still alive in the episode in the canon of it. But the end, the episode, they have footage from, I don't know if it was just like behind the scenes footage of them hanging out on the set, or if it was from an episode that I just don't remember or had missed. But like it's Kimberly the Pink Ranger playing acoustic guitar, and it's like this really melancholy cover song, like a country song. And then Zach like harmonizes with her and like it has clips of all of them in, as young. And it like has uh, Tui Trang, who also uh, she died in a car wreck in the early 2000s. And then it has clips of JDF. And then it was like the in memoriam piece. And I was like emotional. I was like, wow, I I haven't I've been emotional about this mo- this moment. So I thought that was a really beautiful send off. The episode itself was p- pure quintessential Power Rangers. Um, I actually thought it was done pretty well. Uh, there was a lot of power into stuff that is legitimately unwatchable television um even if you i think are young <laughs> but this was actually fun watchable uh the other thing that is big news right now is that they made it canon in the sh- in the show that tommy doesn't end up with kim he ends up with cat who is the second pink shut the fuck up he doesn't end up with kimberly no way yeah so this is something that was introduced Initially in the original show, there there is a Christmas special episode where they meet Santa, and uh, there is a and it's a late season one when Cat has replaced Kim and Tommy is essentially dating Kim. They never really date because it's like a baby show. So Tommy, 
There have only been two they kisses. They don't fuck, is what you're saying. They don't, they don't even kiss. Power Rangers don't fuck. They don't even hint, uh, like, they hint at you, relationships. Look, look at but your they... toys. They are smooth in the groin. There's oh, that's nothing... smooth. So they're smooth everywhere, bud. There can't they're be penetration when there's nothing to penetrate with, Tom. They're super smooth. Look at that. <laughs> there's nothing. It's almost an inverted, there's almost yeah. like a, a concave situation. All, all of the Power Rangers are, uh, are, um, oh, the, like asexual. The, they're like the spider on Game of Thrones. They've they've all oh, had their genitals. They will have their bits, yeah. Um, just smooth there, there, down there. There have been two kisses in the history of wow. uh, Power Rangers, and one of them was between Kim and Tommy in like season one or two of the show, and then there wasn't another one for like twenty five years. But they hinted at the idea that Cat and Tommy were like dating in when she replaced. And in that Santa episode, they have a vision of the future where Tommy, an elder, there's an elderly Tommy and an elderly cat, and they have a son. And that that's never, ever mentioned again until the limited run comic from Boom Studios a couple of years ago that was called Soul of the Dragon. And it was meant to be like an, a Tommy as if he had aged appropriately. So he's like in his 40s. And... um like coming to terms with like being a father and all this stuff. And they had made, made it like, Oh no, the, he canonically had a son with cat and his, and the cat kid's name is JJ. And in the special Abrams, I mean, can you imagine the, <laughs> the time paradox that uh, in the special, they, they made that true for the, sh- the actual canon of the show um, in that. They I appreciate that. Kid. That's good. So I like that. There you go. That's like what I want um, to do at lost. By making the son yeah. of Jack and Kate, yeah, canonical. Yeah. We we don't see the kid; he's just mentioned. But yeah. um, yeah. So there you go. And I texted I texted my friend group that is a parent's friend group. Was like, oh my god, Tommy and Cat end up like canonically together. And my friend who was even more of a fan and like has read everything, all this stuff, he's like, explained to me. He's like, yeah, it was first mentioned in this and this. I was like, I had no freaking clue. So I had a lot of fun with that. It's uh, people are watching it. It seems it's it's uh, like I said, number three on the the Netflix. Uh, and the weird thing is, is like the whole inciting incident is that Rita Repulsa, like in the show, kills Trini. Yeah, and it's Trini's describes... dead body who Rita Repulsa kisses as the second kiss twenty five <laughs> years later, kiss. which is like really <laughs> like that was that was the distasteful part of the. Yeah, and it's a that's robot why I, too. I, I, I when you didn't Rita. mention who was between, I was like, well, I know who doesn't. <laughs> um yeah so so go check that out if you have uh, honestly if you were a fan of the show as a kid i think you'll have and haven't watched it since you'll still have a little bit of fun with this that's great um and it's really funny though because you know johnny young johnny young bosch who would eventually go on to voice every major anime character in the 90s and other 2000s in anime and still voices a lot of does a lot of voice acting it's very he's in it as like a little bit of a cameo for a brief spell and it's very clear that he is the only one that has had like steady like acting work for the last 20 mm. plus 20 30 years um because he is r- running he's not even do- having to do much and he is running laps around yeah. everyone else yeah. in the show except for the person they get to play um min who is uh trini's daughter in in the yeah. in well the and thing. the actress who played trini's decaying corpse all these years later also, yeah, yeah. She also it. great job nailed it great job um and then one thing that i've been playing is uh a game called dead island 2 did you ever play the first one 
No, I didn't. I remember that really stupid bus they sent out for what was that? For, was that for Dead Island one or two? Oh, it was I like have no idea. Oh, it's Google. like a zombie-eaten bust of a woman in a bikini. It's oh, bust, bust. Yeah. Oh, it's a riptide. Oh my God, they yeah. were way. Yeah. Oh no. We have one of those at G four. It was uh, so much crazier even in person. <laughs> that is. For people that don't have access to yeah. Google, I am looking at. Uh, it. I mean, it is. It is the bust, in many ways, it of a of a woman from, like, the top of. I wouldn't even say like chest, uh, like stomach up. It is, top of the hips up. So, you, and she's wearing a bikini, so you get a little bit of the, like, bikini thing. And I guess this is just like a statue. Yeah, um, and she's wearing a great. It's not. It's gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna be in focus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a literal bust. Tits out. Got. The, it's pretty big too, which is the wild thing. I. It looks. I mean, is it a? Yeah. It's probably like the size of two like two it's liter. Thirty one centimeters some. high, which okay. It's it's pretty large, <laughs> which honestly made it all the more ridiculous. Yeah. The kind of shit that used to come with game pre-orders and still does sometimes is really wild. Yeah, that that so well, this is the sequel to that game. Um yeah, so Dead Island 2, this is a game that was announced in like 2015, 2014, and uh has been through literal development hell. I think it's had three or four developers like attached to it. It's just been passed on and on and on. And it's also a game that like I knew people who were connected to it and they kept saying it's still happening. Like it's still happening. And I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And it's finally here. It's it'll be if you're listening now, it's out uh for folks. And I'm surprised how competent it is. It's a fun time. It is uh it's exactly what you expect. Um the ways in which it shines are in its attention to detail, and that is both in its comedic portrayal of Los Angeles. So that's the other thing. It doesn't take place on an island this time. It takes place in L.A. or yeah. L.A., as they uh, call it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I, well, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to wait, but I was just going to say, this is a game that I actually would consider buying if it was coming out in the summer. Sure. Yes. When it wasn't it's like really Jedi coming out next for... week. Yeah. And then it's yeah. I mean, it's just a litany of games for weeks. Right. Yep. Um, so uh, it's, it's a depiction of LA is, is impressive. A lot of, and they have a lot of fun with it. The first, it's not open world. It's big open areas. And the first one you start in is Bel Air. And one of the first fun things you have to make your way through is an influencer house. So like a David Dobrik style, we shoot yeah. here, we do the production, yeah. we live in this house. A hype house. It's called like um, Goat Squad or something like that. Right. And the funny thing, like there's tons of great details, but the best one is you come to the room where they had to shoot the apology video because they were downplaying the zombie virus, saying like it's a hoax, like don't take it seriously, you can still go outside, like all this stuff. And there's a white, there's a camera, and then behind it is a whiteboard that's them 
like reading off the script and it says like this is coming straight from the heart you know <laughs> like we're sorry we apologize for um downplaying the zombie virus like you know and we telling people not to get vaccinated all this stuff so it's it's really cool and that's that attention to detail and then the engine uh in the way that it um in our GameSpot review our reviewer said it was like the world's grossest onion that you can peel any which way <laughs> you want so when you strike a zombie um it's not one-to-one but it really does like if you have there's wolverine claws in the game yeah if you slash the zombie across the chest it will rip and tear at its flesh in that direction or if you hammer it like it will break through so the spe- specificity of all that and the detail of the gore is really impressive and like m- makes it like you want to keep playing just to see how you can the different ways in which you can fuck the zombies up but it plays very traditionally there's nothing yeah. really i mean um, it has to tom because it exists on last generation consoles and i gotta tell you i think i'm done <laughs> playing these games because it looks you know graphics aren't everything but when i opened up you know the trailer for this and i i was just skimming through it while you were talking just to get a better idea of the visuals i'm like it, it looks like a last gen game it looks like the death it looks like the first dead and we're on game. the third yeah. year <laughs> of the new generation i don't want to play know. old games no. <laughs> you know it, fe- it does it does feel old the other thing is that uh dying light which was made by techland that was actually the developer on the previous dead island and then left future products to like step out and make its own stuff and they made De- dying light and then they made dying light 2 which came out last year that impresses in its scope it's this huge open world it's all about kind of parkouring and less about fighting the zombies and more like navigating around them and navigating around the hordes. And that is just like way more fun and feels way better than the kind of janky, I'm really stuck to the ground here. The most I can do is a jump, like a you can do like a jump uh, kick. I'm also That's a little a lot over of zombies. Yeah, I mean, who ha- who isn't, right? Right, like even... Yeah. um redfall i know it's vampires but yeah but it has the same vibe and that's my biggest that issue is that is my biggest issue with redfall yeah. but the fact that it's an arcane game and it's gonna have these other mechanics is the thing that might i'm gonna at least look at it yeah um but i'm gonna look at it down the road uh, and i'm gonna look at it maybe when it's on game pass or something i'm not gonna be or actually is that a game pass day redfall one? is game pass yeah. it's a all right so i'll game, look yeah. at that at the, after yeah. zelda you know yeah but it's not a great time for Redfall to be coming out. The other thing about Redfall is like I think it's, it's a not... bad time to release your video game right now. I think if you're, if you're not, not Star Zelda Wars or, or Zelda, Wars. Yeah. you shouldn't put out your video game until uh, mid June. <laughs> like honestly, but even then, I mean, you know, you've got I mean, Final Fantasy. We'll see. I think Final Fantasy. That's such big. a different Diablo market. Than that, well. that's fine. They're they're such so. different markets. The Diablo and the Final Fantasy. I think that's fine. But they are gonna have people who are like. Well, I'll fucking play Diablo. Yeah, in two these months. games scream August to me. These games scream August or August for like you're over. Because here's the thing: you go in into the summer, days are getting nicer. If you're staying inside to play video games, you're gonna be playing the bangers, right? And that's gonna be Star Wars. It's gonna be uh, Breath, uh, Breath, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. You know, if you're a little freak, Diablo and and Final Fantasy, you're gonna be playing the bangers. August, you're you're like, okay, I'm done with the heat and it's getting hotter. I'm I'm staying in, in the air conditioning. 
Yep. That's the time to release the seven out of tens. Yep. To release the Redfalls. And it would make sense for Redfall too, because Redfall is not la- is launching with a bunch of missing features. It's also gonna be only online. And they said, hey, we're gonna undo that, but it, we're gonna it's gonna take time. It, it won't later. be there at launch. Yeah. Just put it out later. Yeah. Anyway. Um and then the other thing about Dead Island 2, real quick, is that A. It was it has guns, which Dying Light 2 does not. So that was meant to be like a big differentiator between the two. But B, the guns suck. They're not fun to use. Uh they're not they're not great. The melee combat is where the focus is. That's where all the fun is. Uh, which it wouldn't be a problem, but like that is what Dying Light 2 also like that was all it did as well. So there's even less kind of separating the separating the two there. Um but it's a it's a fun time. We've been looking forward to another Dead Islands. Like you're not you're not going to be disappointed, but you're also just not going to be blown away. It's it's totally hitting your expectations, and the fact that it's this is like the fourth developer to be have worked on this game, it's 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 maybe a miracle that it's even it's a just game that fine. should have been out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, or you'd expect to release it in like an unplayable state, but it's it's playable and like, you can have fun. Was with the it. first Dead Island available on the 360? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, PS3, this 360 game, man, it missed its time. Yeah. It's it missed its window. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's fans out there who've been anticipating this game. I think we have some of them here. I think Psych Mike in the Discord is. Look, I get it. If you, you want to throw on a pod and like game, fucking rip yeah. through some zombies, go for it. Sure, go for it. <laughs> but for me, I just feel like this game feels like uh, something I would have played years ago. And I've got Star Wars next week. I don't. I don't give. A Honestly, uh, I've texted Alex many times now. I really wish Zelda was just not coming out till the next console. As much as I want to play it, I wish it was going to be on the next Switch so that it would run better and look better. Don't, don't, don't make me play this version of it because I'm going to be mad when we get the next console version of it. (laughs) I guarantee, Tom, there's no, I see absolutely zero way that if a Switch successor is out within a year of this game coming out, which would make sense. Um, even a year and a half. I see no way that they don't have a version for like it. a patch, yeah, or well, just that's a, what... or just a version for it. Just like how if you bought the Wii fucking oh, Switch too, they had the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild and they had the Switch version of Breath of the Wild. I understand they came out at the same time, but like, hey, they're gonna get a lot of people to rebuy that seventy dollar video yeah, game. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it, it it'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, the 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 last rumor we had is that. They are just pat like because it's going to launch supposedly around the DLC for Pokemon, and that yeah. there will be an update patch. So, which tells you, by the way, that there won't ever be a performance patch for the game for the current, current Switch, Switch owners yeah. because it just can't. Yeah, <laughs> and they can't, <laughs> and they and they can. I think yeah. it's more and they can. Yeah, yeah, than, they than, can. Than it can. Um, well, because we they shall, have to get we'll ready for the next game while also yeah. building the new DLC. Like you know that. Yeah. They really need to be just an entire extra studio for that, but that'll never happen because who cares about overhead when all you care about is profits, huh? I love it. I, love um, it. I played a game today oh. briefly that I wanted to bring up called Minecraft Legends. Oh, you jumped in some yeah Minecraft Legends. How did that go? Well, first first thing that caught me off guard was, um, you know, for a game that like, it, boy, it looks a lot better than Minecraft. And I understand Minecraft can look pretty good now. But, like, the people that are playing, like, pretty Minecraft have all these fucking patches and, like, 
texture packs like base ass Minecraft still doesn't look like a great game. It's serviceable. It does what it needs, but I was kind of hoping it would look better even than it does. I do like the visual like style they're going with because you are not actually like digging, you know, it's not, it's not the actual normal Minecraft voxel world. It's more stylized version of it. However, all of the, all of the in engine, it it appears to be, unless they're scripted, which would make it even worse. All of the like in engine cutscenes I've had have been like stuttery. Mm. And I'm like, the game doesn't look that good, Mm. you know? And, um, twice coming out of a cutscene, my game has frozen on me so from the jump i understand this just launched it's on game pass it's gonna get like a patch i was a little like come on performance wise we're not we're not reinventing the wheel here with a minecraft game um the game seems like it's i don't I, you know i didn't put enough time into it at all to really gauge what the depth of it is going to be but from an initial impression, it feels like something for a younger base or just a less game experienced base player. Because, yeah, because I mean, so the tutorial that you'll go through, it's like walk over here. Like you want to collect resources like cool. You don't have to chop down the tree. You just. Like if you're in this window and you say collect like the wood from here, collect the stones from there, it'll auto do those things for you, which is great because it's like if you want to just go around fucking resource gathering, then Minecraft exists already. Go do that. But that has to be a part of this game. So it's like, okay, Mm. you go here, grab some stone, grab some wood. Now I can spawn. And so you you can spawn different types of enemies. So I've got these like little stone golem guys and these little wood golem guys. The wood golem guys have... Uh, bow and arrows so they're ranged and the stone golems are melee combat Um, and then you fight your enemies uh, and it is very much like a little bit Pikmin inspired in that you have a like gather here so you're like oh gather up on me but unlike Pikmin I don't make a whistle I have a area of effect so if I'm in the gather mode I have to still Mm. walk close enough to like get them to gather on me which my best guess to that is in more difficult levels, I'll want to probably not accidentally gather these creatures if I need them to be doing something else. But it feels like what they should have done is when I'm holding the button in, like the trigger in to say, gather up on me, let me use like my joystick to adjust the area width of that. Because if I want all my dudes, I don't want to have to go like, have this area effect on and then run around close enough to them so that they start following me again. Mm-hmm. No, um, I understand that, yeah. That so it's, uh, it, it feels a little like it, it could have used a little bit more refining, I think, in the combat. And then the reason I, I say that is that the combat, I can already tell. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be fun unless I do this with friends because sure. the combat was just, okay, well, there's the Mine. two enemy spawners. Yeah. So I just tell my guys to go fight them and I can like kind of run up on it and hit it too. But the mobs are so worthless that it's almost, it's almost like, um, what are those games that I fucking hate? Uh, the Hyrule warriors. What are, what do they call those? Oh uh, God. Miso. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a little bit like a Miso in that way. It's, yeah. you know, it which, Miso? Uh, Muso, Muso, Muso. Uh, oh my God, Miso, Miso. Soup. Jesus. 
I was like, it's, I don't think it is miso, but it's it's very close. But anyway, my God. Um, so yeah, it feels like there's the combat. I understand that it's a little bit more like Pikmin versus Pikmin in a way, mm-hmm. because typically in Pikmin, it's like, oh, you have your bunch of little mobs and you're going against like this large thing. It's not like you versus as many shitty small things as your Pikmin are. Um, so I didn't get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I haven't played much. So there could be a lot more to it going on. Um, it seems I, to have reviewed okay, like sevens. Yeah, yeah. But, and I think that I think that the strategy with these games is to give um, enjoyable experiences for younger players in sure. these because we had Minecraft Dungeons, which was essentially the same concept, but for a dungeon Diablo, killer, which right <laughs> yeah, Minecraft which Diablo. Me, me and Brooke. Can you play couch co-op with this game, or is it just online? I don't we could do think couch you can do with... couch co-op in this. Okay, yeah, we did. We did couch. We could do couch co-op in Minecraft Dungeons, which you know makes a lot more sense for couch co-op than maybe an RPG game like this. But uh, we had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, it was that thing of like it was fun because we were playing together, and it was a a modern. You know, you don't get many of these games, right? You don't get many couch co-op experiences that are modern games, um, unless it's maybe like a Nintendo thing. And so that was that was a lot of fun. But I was playing it thinking like I this is too rudimentary for me to have fun yeah. with without someone else. So uh, maybe you and I can give it a go this weekend and test your hypothesis on whether this is a, I'd be willing to do so. One. I yeah. think, um, and uh, it makes it easy because it's on game pass. <laughs> it's very, the way you phrase that is very like big bang theory. You and I can test your hypothesis on this game together. This weekend. <laughs> oh, well, one of us has been watching big bang. I'm, theory I'm halfway through it, Tom. I've watched half the series in, in about a week. I know that, like, um, I understand that it's a background thing. You understand how dumb the show is, and it's helping you with your... Oh, it's, uh, it's great, because typically I put things on in the background that I enjoy, so then it distracts me a lot by right. accident, even, you know. But I also can't, like, function if I don't have some kind of Something. background. So, so this is great, because it's it's so bad and so simple that you you really only need to pay attention to, like, maybe three minutes of the 30 minutes of an episode, and you know the whole thing. I, like, <laughs> I, I it's funny because when that first show first came out i was it was like 2007 it's been out for a while now yeah um it was on i, I remember 12 years it, it ran a long time like it's really weird to think of it as big and successful as something like friends because it didn't happen during the kind of golden era of sitcoms but it was that big like they it offered was that big parsons the guy who played sheldon like yeah. more than Seinfeld, they offered him fifty million dollars to do another season, and he turned it down. Fifty yeah. million dollars—that's crazy. That's crazy. And they weren't. This wasn't like Friends, because I believe on Friends, like, uh, didn't they all like get paid similar by the end? Like they had, they, they had negotiated yeah. like so a, initially, as a group, which was great yeah. for the women, because that never happens. Well, what's interesting, it was it was the women on Friends that were getting paid higher. Well, that makes sense um, with Jennifer Aniston and Courtney leading Cox. Into the, yeah. Leading into the final season, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, and um, Lisa Kudrow were all being paid a million dollars an episode. And the, the, the guys were not being paid that. But the final season, they all got that paycheck, which, I mean, was, uh, you know, in inflation terms, even bigger than it sounds. 
Um, that was and none of that, that even was... matters compared to the royalties they've made since. Then. Oh God, no! Yeah, 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 they make millions oh. of dollars every year. Just like yeah, without <laughs> even doing anything. Oh, must be nice. Must be the dream. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I remember. I remember when it first came on. I remember being like, "Oh, this is this is this is funny," and like it's nerdy, and I'm nerdy. But very quickly, kind of fell off. And then someone shared a clip from Big Bang Theory, and it was <laughs> it was like a clip of a joke, and they were like, "Please, someone, just tell me where the joke is." Yeah. in this clip, like I just don't know where the joke is meant to be. And the clip is them playing that someone's playing ping pong and one of the guys goes the it's playing on the field we're on the field of pelinor between the autobahns and this and the decepticons yep. and they're wielding lightsabers for their thing and like just like every element of the game had like a nerdy name and like the laugh track goes <laughs> dude the laugh track that's my so my favorite thing to do is try to watch it imagining it as if there's no laugh track <laughs> because <laughs> because I'll say this I think I think it would be not only like really fucking snobby and elitist to pretend like the show never has any funny moments in it, which a lot of people sure. are like, oh, it's such garbage. I'm like, listen, I don't enjoy this TV show. That being said, the idea that like there's nothing ever funny in like any episodes of this show of one of the most successful comedies of all time is uh, I think a little a little snotty of an opinion to hold. However, that there is there was one there was one there's joke like, that came there's like a joke in episode that makes there me was, laugh and it's always yeah. the guy that plays Sheldon and it's basically because he's just so rude he's just such a mean direct person because he's very clearly like they wrote him as if he's autistic even though like that's not a part of the character they say they're like no he's just very direct but like at least once an episode he just says something that's so outlandishly like mean that I like I'm like what the fuck. I remember seeing a clip that was uh, played right to like me as a person. And it was Sheldon is trying to decide whether to get a PlayStation 4 Pro or an Xbox One X. Holy shit, dude, that's and so crazy because the Wii was like brand new when this show when started. When that came out, yeah. Um, he's trying to decide between the two and whoever he's with, who's not one of the not nerdy characters on the show is like, Oh, uh, just get the Xbox. And he's like, "Are you saying that becomes it comes with a 4K Blu-ray drive that can play 4K 4K Blu-rays, and the PS4 <laughs> Pro does not?" And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I already have a 4K Blu-ray player, so that doesn't really qualify here, or something." <laughs> and like, it, you know, it was, you know, and I, I was like, "It's oh, a conversation we would have had." Uh, exactly. Like yeah. that is totally how I am. Yeah. Uh. So, but yeah. I just can't believe you're, the, um, you're doing it. The fascinating it. thing to me, because I do, as I'm watching, I'm also thinking about that, like just from a writing perspective, like I think it's really clever what they did because, you know, one of the things that this show is really popular with is middle America. Like, and it's, you know, yeah, like that is one of the, these are not people that would have ever been popular on TV. However, what they did was they have a show starring one of the main characters of Roseanne. And also in that same first season, they have him have a love interest who is also a main character from Roseanne, which is like this creator of the show made Roseanne. So he found a way to take, which by the way, this show weirdly, and I wonder how much credit it possibly deserves for this, but it came out at the same time that, you know, like the nerdist 
got really big and people cared yeah. about Comic-Con that didn't read comic yeah. books yeah. and the MC like this show started before the MCU. Oh, right. So I wonder how many of those things show was so popular. Like, yeah. uh, I wonder how many people watch comic book movies and became a part of these things that wouldn't have because their characters like on TV, especially like young kids. Like if you were a young kid and you grew up watching the show, I bet there are people in their 20s who think that show is so fucking funny because they started watching it when they were like eight. I don't talk to those people. (laughs) Like, I'm just I'm just like, I'm curious about it. It does make me curious from like a writing perspective, but um, it has been making a really bad turn around now because quality wise. Yeah, because the first few seasons as I was watching it, I'm like, you know, this is not nearly as bad as this is not a show. But then it becomes a but then it becomes a um, like every show victim of its own success. Every show like it's not even like every show that exists, like the characters become bigger stereotype of themselves every season. And now that I just hit the sixth season, I'm like, oh, wow, these these characters went from like seeming like kind of weird people that like could have been real at first to like nothing about any of these characters is real anymore. Like it has, we are so past the event horizon top of what this show is. Yeah. And that's, and that we see that so (laughs) often and, you know, and, and fortunately I think we have, I think that there are some smart creators out there, TV show creators who, um, see you know it's totally an effect of a a social media age where uh, we have a a a giant culture and industry around reacting to content and like uh you you know there's millions of dollars to be made on um specifically inciting emotions out of people to then share on social media and all this stuff and it's really smart to see something like succession be like no we're going out on top like we are we are wrapping this story up before it can become this thing where yeah these characters become caricatures of themselves they already have though i gotta tell you and i didn't see last week's but like the third episode of the season was phenomenal mm-hmm. but like a lot of the like business dealing like and like you know the drama parts for the first two episodes i was like man i don't even care what they're talking about anymore and i still enjoy hearing them talk like this but I'm I think like I might be over this. So I think that 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 is the genius of this season because this is the end of it, because the first two episodes are like them. It's I, to me, it's totally intentional okay. of and it and it is unmasking the the fact that there is any smarts, savvy happening at this level and it is only because these people have more money than god that they just bullshit their way through all this yeah and they've been doing this and the first two episodes were them just like doing the greatest hits of like oh we'll just take a media company oh we'll just buy this and like and like, you know, they have that joke that's like, it's worth whatever anyone's willing to pay, which is so true in especially the media market. And they're coming up with the hundred, which is just an idea off of an idea that is so it's stupid. It's the worst. It's like if uh, <laughs> it's like it's like someone listened to Josh Chapolsky describe his next website. 
It, but like, yeah. But also had no understanding of the also, media landscape and tried also, to make it themselves. Yeah. But also, if they were completely devoid of any creative ideas, yeah. and it was all just about what yeah. can we do to make money, and so the first two episodes are totally about that. I totally understand where you're coming from, where like you're kind of over it. But I think that was the point. Well, and I mean, the third episode the bit, was great. So they and then they have the bit, but they have the bit with Logan at the end of episode two, where it says you're not serious people. Correct. Yeah. Like you are not like this isn't like to him for all his faults. He is everything that they strive to be and that he is actually savvy and vicious. Right. And cunning in the way that they they they're will not. never obtain. No. And then even together, episode, even combined, even exactly yeah. even together. And that's the thing in this show. They keep saying, like, we have a good thing going like we're good. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You, you three combined are still nothing compared to what this guy could pull off. Yeah. And then obviously they pull the rug out from under you in, in episode three. And like now the show has turned into what it is. Yeah. And and so well, it turns I think into all... the promise of episode one. Sure. Yeah. Which and like which is also <laughs> made that very predictable. Because I honestly expected that to happen in the premiere of the season. But it was still really well I like done. I liked where it happened. I think oh, where it happened and how they portrayed it was so well done. Yeah. Um and this is the stuff that you, that you want to see, and um, anyway, so I I think that it's it's been uh, the issues are more intentional than uh, maybe it being a product of its own success. But that's good, it though. is a that's, thing. Of, that's like, what I want to hear to... because yeah. I I was during a lot of the first two episodes. Like I'm hoping that this is gonna make a turn because this is doing nothing for. Me. <laughs> yeah it was outside it was, of scenes with logan yeah. it was doing nothing for me i was like when they were discussing like the deals and stuff i'm like this is just the thing you've been doing like the yep. past few see and like it's just slipped out of your fingers and and but the fact that it is building on the more complex character moments and complex this late dude i watched the scene oh you haven't seen watched it except yeah. oh my god so I'll, you'll have to wait. Oh, have to wait I gotta watch. wait. I can't. It's such a funny fucking moment, and I'm like, this show knows exactly what it's doing. Good stuff. We should get to um, news and mail. We should get yeah. to some news and mail, baby. Uh, yeah, play that theme. Couple of news things here, Chris. You've been mentioning how great Netflix's games offering is. If uh, only yes. people knew it existed. I, there's an infinite <laughs> amount of games that are going to be available. Uh, some might say a Halo Infinite. Um, so yeah, Joseph Staten, who long time worked for Bungie, then well, during the original Halo era, then got brought into when Bungie spun off. Got, and 343 became a thing. Staten then worked in an Xbox Large Publishing at Large. And then when Infinite's development was like crashing and burning in that last year up until release, Staten was brought back into 343 to land the plane. And I tell you what, I think he landed it. I think he did what he could to get that game where it needed to be from a, a, a technical standpoint. Obviously, there's a content issue and all these things. But uh, it's clear that it seems from interviews and stuff and, and things that we've learned since that 
this was a temporary thing to just get the game done. And then the layoffs happened. And uh, now he is completely leaving Microsoft and he's going over to Netflix to work on a triple A. He got, he got what I'm liking to call bag. The tech, the tech company, golden parachute, which is Mm -hmm. for, for gamers, which is basically these like prestige developers who have made wonderful games get, like sold a fucking monorail tail you know the snake oil man is showing up he's coming to town the circus is here he's got a big big old wallet and he's like we're gonna build like a stadia or we're gonna build we're gonna do one of these things and then that's it that person you never hear from again until they don't work (laughs) at that company and then they're back yeah they're back at either their like original studio that made them big or they're starting a they new one. They form a small indie company studio, and they're like, we're just making indie games. If he I, produces yeah. one game that's worthy of being AAA <laughs> in the next six years, Tom, I will I will feel as if he has done something that none of these other people have been able to accomplish. I will, I will say the one thing that makes this feel a little bit more different than the Stadia, although it does reek of Stadia, is that it wasn't like Netflix had a huge splashy? Oh, we are pl- putting a, a stake in the ground of gaming, and we are creating cloud infrastructure and all this stuff. No, they only we, spent a hundred million dollars on one guy. <laughs> but the th- but they have been laying the groundwork for with. All right, first off, we're just going to buy mobile games. Yeah, we're but get they've some been laying the groundwork to be Steam, right? To be to be modern Valve. What does Modern Valve not do? Put out games. I know they have a new fucking version of Counter-Strike. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Modern <laughs> Valve doesn't really make games anymore, right? So when I say they're making it a Steam or they're being a Valve, they're, they're being like an online distribution system for sure. smaller titles. You can yeah. bring bigger titles in and make it compete with Game Pass, but what hardware does this run on? Well, that is the, that is the question. Is it going to be really game streaming? The and then is it just Stadia? Yeah, at least there's a recognizable brand with a, a, a you know, a large install base, and they have a, a really great infrastructure for streaming. But so did Stadia. Yeah. So the question is, I mean, I I suppose maybe the question is answering itself: Does Netflix actually get more penetration into the gaming market than we thought? Like, are more people playing these Netflix games? Because I can't imagine Netflix. I mean, I can because these companies do stupid shit all the time, but it would be a, a weird thing to do to make this announcement and this commitment with this particular person as well if that conversion wasn't taking place because you have to train sure. your customer base to do this. No, 100%. And and I think I think it's also, you know, it's it's one of those things that whether the Netflix mobile game model is is successful or not, Triple A gaming is such a. It may as well be a completely different industry. It's also mo- so different than it was ten years ago. Because now, yeah. if we honestly, the expectation of getting more than one Triple A like game per fucking developer in a generation is is almost gone. Well, now, like, yeah, like these games, like you're gonna get one or two, and then that dev's gonna. That's all they can produce in eight years. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I mean, you know, what is it? People talking like. 
saying if you're starting game development now, you'll likely start you're building a game for the next generation of consoles. Like the dev cycles on this, and that that is the thing is like where is where is this? What is this project? Where is it coming from? Like, so it's one of those things where I am not fully ready to be like this is going to crash and burn. Sure, um, but it there are total bunch of. I don't think here. it's going to crash and burn. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that Netflix doing AAA is a really just silly and risky proposition. And I think that they have a really great thing going as possibly being an alternative to Steam as like a subscription model. And I think that that's like a really smart, awesome thing because the only other real alternative to Steam that like matters is Epic Game Store. Um, yeah, if they bought some like smaller studios and like some... Yeah cheap i if they if but we, they... we also want it to be a competition to game pass yeah. right so that's that's the thing and to me it's almost like oh they should just like buy it what is it thq nordic that puts out sure. like all these like bullshit like double a like mid-level games but like they don't cost an arm and a leg and that the development cycle on them is quick because they usually just like remasters of old yeah. games and they sell like enough to make a profit like that's where I could see Netflix making uh, 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 some inroads here. Uh, but I, I completely agree. Like their strongest suit is their distribution rather than like the production of it. And that is seemingly where a lot of Stadia's hangups was because they were trying to be both at the same time. And by the time that they undid that choice, it was like already too late because um, you only get a one first impression. Um, yeah. And that their mobile, whatever, however successful their mobile yeah gaming strategy has been it's it's and they have really good games in there yeah to, to like truly like two, i two would say of my top 10 indie games of this like of the of the 2000s on so of the last you know forever are fucking yeah. available for free you can get dead cells and into the breach two of the best indie games i've ever played yeah the the I would say it is comparative to Apple Arcade, if not in many ways, yeah. having even some bigger hitters on there. The only downfall is like it's not as well integrated to the like iPhone experience. Most but people then, don't know it exists. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they're seeing data that shows that people do. Maybe like yeah. maybe these Android people, you know, I bet these Android people, you know, know, you know, know what's up. Maybe here. this is something PC people talk about because PC people love to just collect games like their Pokemon. Like they want, like they're like, oh, here's a free. Don't forget to pick up your free. Epic yeah, game. get, don't get to, this epic. And I'm like, get this. World I appreciate that people DLC. put that work in, Tom, to make sure people know about it. But I never yeah. redeem those games if I know I'm not gonna ever play them. And a lot only of people if, redeem only these if there's stuff that I want to play. Yeah, only if it's stuff that I want to play. Um, yeah, there's so much. I'm just not trained to play games like that, but I I do like to play games on my phone from time to time. So there we go. Agreed. Agreed. Um, a couple of other bits of news. Uh, this is something you'll be very interested in. Humanity, okay. yeah. Which uh, I played the, the demo, demo of this. Is it's a VR game, but you can also play it on PS5. Is going to. <laughs> By the way, the demo is not a VR demo. It's the PS5 demo. The VR part was not on demo. Oh, was it not? If it was, then it was the worst. VR demo because <laughs> you couldn't like move in the space at all. It was like sure. looking at a screen. Um, so this is a game where you basically play as like a dog and you like lead like a bunch of people. If you've been watching the state of plays recently, it's been in a couple of those. 
Uh, this is going to launch on May 16th and is going to be a part of the game catalog. So if you have the extra or premium tier of PS Plus, it's going to be included with that. And it obviously will have the PSVR mode. It actually is says here it's supported for PSVR 1 as well on the PS4. So if you still got one of those and you're still using that, that's knocking around. So check that out May 16th. Um, and then also, if you're listening right now, you can play Street Fighter 6 came out with a demo. Uh, so that is available right now. Oh, really? This is, mm-hmm, this is the what? first. Uh, I'm. Uh, oh, it's available now on PlayStation, but it is coming to other platforms. So it might be like next weekend or something. Street you want to play that this weekend? I'm I'm down. Six. I demo. love Street Fighter. I've I've heard nothing but praise about uh this this new game. Okay, yeah. So it's on PS4 and PS5 right now, and then April 26th, which is next Thursday, or well, next Wednesday, actually, it'll be on Xbox and uh PC. So there you go. And it and there's like details on um added rosters, DLC characters, and stuff like that uh that's been announced. So if you're in Street Fighter 6 and you have a PlayStation, whether that be PS4 or PS5, if you're listening right now, you can play that demo April 26th yeah. for anyone else. And uh, I think we're good to get some mail. Great. Email it on rankpodcast.com or go to our Discord, go to the show notes, or call in to 805-738-6692. We have a question here from Big Boss Nasty. If aliens were to invade Earth and challenge you to a gaming match for the fate of the planet, which game would you play to save humanity? Speaking of humanity. Yeah. Hmm. Let's also, just for the sake of this, Tom, assume the aliens have the same digits that we have. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Really? You'd go with new Mario Kart? Yeah. Not like a cheaper old Mario Kart where there might be like really good shortcuts. Games. No, oh. bad of those, bad of those. Don't know, can't. Is like that Mario the Kart thing 64? You, you, you would do best at is Mario Kart yeah. 8? Yeah. Are you going to do single race? You can do a course? Grand Prix, one Grand Prix. What uh, CC? 150. Okay. Yeah. You play on those um, higher CCs ever? 200. Like it's yeah. too fast. Yeah. It's too fast. Yeah. I would need to like, I would need to like, play a lot you'd need to know the maps yeah. it's like i'm playing mario kart i'm not trying to play f-zero you just you, yeah you just need to you just need to uh, drifting and everything needs to be so precise one 150 cc is the only way to fly in my I, opinion i think mario's got a little too much uh drift requirement in my opinion i think i think drift has become too so large bad. a component of the game it is the component of the game that's why I it's know. so great yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe would be my answer. Like, I, I think I have legitimately, out of everything, yeah. the best chance with that one. Mine's got to be Smash, but I think it might be yeah. Smash Melee. Although, okay. it might be Perfect Dark. Is there a competitive way to play that yeah, against Aliens? Perfect Dark. Okay. I, I just, mean, It's I don't... just a, like a Slayer match. They have multiplayer in that one? Yeah, they have bots okay. in it. You can have up to 12 bots and four human players. Holy shit. And they had like all bots. these different... Uh... Actually, I think it supported LAN. I think you might have been able to do eight players. 
Um, there was some, there was some like advanced thing you could do. It was crazy for multiplayer on the fucking N64. They actually came out with a really great perfect dark fucking great game. Uh, perfect. Great improvement on the James Bond engine. They came out with a 360 version of it. They did an HD remake of it. And then yes, they, they put out another patch. So now it will play in 4k and it oh, does, like the auto boost. Yeah, or it does the HDR as well and everything. Wow. Yeah, so now, like it looks like amazing for Trippy. a 360 remake of an N64 game. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, that's a fun Vega, one. perfect talk slash maybe smash. Psych Mike wanted to add. Assume these aliens are nerds, don't have any real firearms. Why bother wasting us? Waste time with blah blah blah. Um, yeah, they could just laser us. Build their condos. It's at that point, hit the alien with a broom and they surrender. This way you don't even... Oh, I see. Psych Mike's come up with like a little RPG as to... Uh... Psych Mike seems like they would be great for the Avatar or just for like a D&D. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. But they said, Battle Tanks, Global Soft, the N64. It's a plausible answer. Tom, have you ever played Battle Tanks, Global Assault? No. It is got to be one of my like top 10 N64 games to play. It is so the multiplayer in that game is so much fun. Um, you're, you're just tank combat. It's tank v tank sure. combat, but I, they have I figured Mario Kart style power up. So it's like instead of just your regular drifting. shot, there's well, there is one that has like a Chris. that has like a thrust. So there is like a thrust oh, okay. engine on All it right. that acts oh, very much like the drift engine. because it it's like you know you get like a boost, a very quick, a rapid boost. Um, but then there's just like the strength of your shot is better. But there's one where you can like rain hellfire down and you could you could set like electric mines and they're pretty wild. It's pretty cool. There's like a nuke, I think, that you can get that just wipes out everything. Oh, very good. Very good N64 game. Uh, we got a voicemail from 805-738-8692. Oh, I wonder who this could be. So Alex called us last week while we were recording because he couldn't be on. And we didn't play it, so I'm going to play that. Oh, that is okay. Yo, it's Tuna Targaryen here. Uh, fresh off a failed podcast attempt playing charades <laughs> with Christian. Um, also watching Chris and Tom fail at opening a bottle of bubbly was interesting. Anyway, that was tough. That uh, was the boys tough. and I had a great time with the, the what was it? Was it six hours that we had together? Playing, some, we played Smash. Uh, Tom didn't get to play, but we played Smash local. It's just such it's a fun a, it's time. A summary of last it's episode, if you didn't. Yeah, play so much fun to play Smash. You can just play match after match after match. Play some darts in my basement. Uh, had some oh, big daddies here on Long Island. Cajun yeah, plate. Did have big um, daddies. Ate a bunch of food. Drank a bunch of beers. And uh, yeah, had a great time. Really? Oh, um, had a couple. Yeah. Been not feeling the love lately. From the listeners, I haven't gotten a message in a while on any platform. Oh. So uh, drop me a line and uh, drop me a line. That's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, talk it. Bye. There we are. Slater's going to love this. Oh, he's going he's gonna to bam- bamboozle him with... There's more messages and oh okay here we go. So he called back again on okay. Sunday. So now this sure. is new for this week. So this was oh just, wow this is a couple you know, four of days. days ago. Yeah yeah, a couple of days after this call. Uh huh. So I was thinking, you know what's interesting about this voicemail message? When you listen to it, it sounds like I'm calling into movie phone. 
got that like sound that I'm calling into movie sound. Anyway, I saw something online that somebody working at a grocery store was ranting that they don't like when people ask them where things are because there's signs that tell you where things are. However, today I was trying to find a specific brand of mustard in the grocery store. I went to the condiment aisle where you would think the mustards are. The mustards were all there. There were tons of mustard except this one brand, which, according to the website, they have. So I almost walked out of the store, but then I said, you know what, let me go check the deli section. Lo and behold, there (laughs) it was, the mustard that I had been looking for just randomly in the deli section. I get that you put mustard on sandwiches, but if you're going to have mustard in your store, put it with the other mustards. They want to be together. I don't want to go over to the other section and see, oh, wait, there's mustard that wasn't over. (laughs) Or have, have them in both places. Have them over there and with the regular mustard. Don't separate. Keep it together. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Feels like he's talking to himself in the end. Uh, keep Tom, it I'm just picturing Alex like he's in the car. He just left the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is like, ther- it like, it's like therapy for me. Now it was this is about a minute later. I'm calling back again because I just oh my realized God. venting and getting all that out to a uh, – person who isn't or person voicemail that isn't going to ask me questions or play devil's advocate or be annoying was very therapeutic i might start doing this <laughs> there just you calling go. in and just ranting on this voicemail I have just saying whatever the hell i want just dump it all out that's great i encourage other people to do this this is really nice <laughs> therapeutic as fuck <laughs> all right fair well, if you want to call it, it's 805-738-86. If you, if, you want, if you want some therapy, if you want some unranked therapy, there's Ugh. your voicemail for you just to just to rent. I mean, we just got um, a secret complaint. There's no real question there. I think we just call it, Tom. That's brilliant. I think that was uh, a great little episode. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Check out our Spartan program. If you don't know what that is, that's in our Discord. It gets you access to our live streams. I mean, we just did a special live one for... Uh, Tom's, Tom's game that we're doing for our avatar tabletop RPG. Tom, a few seconds. Where, where, where yeah, go 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 check <laughs> out the Spartan program. The condensed version of our prologue will be up on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash online podcast. And this Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, once succession is over, we will be doing our first full chapter. So we'll see you then and stay unranked. And suck it.